is the e-commerce coffee break the podcast dedicated to shopify store owners who want to optimize their business for maximum conversions and revenue each week you're going to get actionable advice and hear from special guests talking about various topics on how to run a profitable business on shopify learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host klaus lauter and get e-commerce insights you can't google welcome to the show Hello and welcome again to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break. Today we're going to talk about customer lifetime value and retention. A lot of e-commerce business focus 100% on acquisition and massively neglect the focus on retention. So for that reason we're going to talk about this for about this topic today and I have an absolute expert on this topic with me, Valentin Radu. He's the CEO and founder of omniconvert.com. Valentin is a data-driven marketer, CEO expert, CV evangelist, international speaker, father, husband, pet guardian, and co-host of the e-commerce growth stories podcast. Hello, Valentin. How are you today? Hi there, Klaus. And uh, hello, everyone. I'm great. I'm uh, I'm just great considering that uh, the winter is not here properly. So I'm enjoying the sun. Okay. Sun is always good. Give me a bit of a background where you're coming from, where you started your career and what got you where you are today. Yeah, so I've uh, I've started as an entrepreneur, bringing a broadband connection to my neighborhood in Bucharest. So accidentally, I became an entrepreneur because I was struggling to play StarCraft online, and uh, I had only the dial-up connection. After doing the exit from that company, I built another one. It was a complete failure, B2B space. Then the third one was an e-commerce company. We were selling online car insurance here in uh, in Bucharest, in Romania. We ended up uh, reaching 250,000 customers. I've understood the mechanics of the e-commerce growth and made the exit back in 2013. And since 2013, I'm uh, building OmniConvert, which is a solution to help other e-commerce entrepreneurs like I was uh, not to struggle so much because it's all in the math and uh, in the data. And if you focus on the right things at the right time, then you will certainly get it. Okay. Good point. Good start there. I think um, looking into the data specifically for small and medium enterprises, businesses is always a rough start. So they think about Google Analytics and looking into it and reading out of it. And it's a huge topic and it's difficult and they just neglect the whole thing. Obviously, as a worst marketer, you know that, as you said, the power lies into the data. I see a lot of business right now or in the last years that are focusing just on the front end, on acquisition, on Facebook ads, paid ads, and so on and so forth. When it comes to, and that's what we talk about today, customer retention and customer lifetime value, they sort of blank out or they some just have some vague ideas on how that could possibly work. Give me a bit of an idea on, on how you approach the topic of customer lifetime value and retention. Yeah, so uh, the first thing, as they say, you can't improve what you don't, with, you don't measure, right? So the first thing is to monitor it because if you don't monitor it, you, you take it as a given. And customer lifetime value is not only a marketing metric, it's a company wide measure of success. So if uh, the CLV goes up, that means not only the marketing did uh, his their job, the product, the customer service, the shipment, everybody uh, has done have done their work properly. So the first thing is to measure customer lifetime value. The second thing is to measure what matters and what affects customer lifetime value. And uh, there are three pillars of customer lifetime value optimization. The first pillar and the most important is what the company sells. So if you sell crappy products and or suboptimal 
products, don't expect for the customers to come back and to uh, brag about you on, uh, on social media. The second pillar is uh, what the company does. Let, let's say how it behaves against the customer. So that means customer experience in a nutshell. Uh, customer experience, it's uh, for me the, the, the main point of difference for companies that are having already product market fit. So if you've, sell, if you've nailed the product, you must nail the customer experience, meaning that you need to look at the customer journey and the co- company journey, because these are things that are separated and most companies are self-centric and they are looking at what they should be doing, their business processes, instead of looking at how the co- customers are touching the, the, the company if the, and if there are some mess-ups over, over there. So, and the third pillar uh, is what the company says which means marketing, right? How, how, how good are you at doing follow-up? How relevant are your follow-ups? How good is your email onboarding? How, how well are you doing the cross-sells? And unfortunately, most of the companies are leaving the CLV in, on the shoulders of the marketing people, which are having their own KPIs. Like they, they need to have to nail the operate revenue per recipient or whatever, or they have the PPC. So mainly they are mostly focused on uh, uh, customer acquisition. And uh, I think that's the the main problem because the the companies are not yet awakened to the reality that they need the whole customer lifespan to to take care about, not only the, the beginning. You said, obviously, marketing, remarketing, retargeting, getting people back, email marketing automation, and all of these things. That's what most people have heard about. And then when you say it comes to KPIs, like opening rate, which becomes a bit more difficult now with all the policy updates, yeah. but these are the, the, the things that marketers look for. Now, from the other side, what are the, the KPIs that you would look for when you're looking from the kind of operational side of the business in how to measure your customer lifetime value? Besides measuring the customer lifetime, time value there are uh, there are other metrics more profound that you should be focusing on but that also depends on how mature is the is the company so if the company is at the crawl phase like they are below seven figures they should be focusing only at the the customer lifetime value and customer retention if they get to the next phase like the the walk phase or the run phase or the fly phase, they should be focusing on other things like uh, purchase frequency, for instance, which is a very impactful metric that few companies are measuring it, or average days between the transactions, which is showing the sales cycle, right? The purchase cycle. Many companies are pushing the next sell without actually understanding what are the consumption cycles of their products. And that's simply dumb because it's it doesn't pay uh, off to bombard your customers with other campaigns to sell the next product once they haven't even tested their first product. And they are actually destroying their chances by saying something instead of uh, simply shutting up. And uh, other metrics that are important are, for instance, the uh, as you go up, as you go at companies that are in the run phase, you look at things like the second month cohort stickiness rate. So you look at how many of your customers that you've acquired in the last buying cycles cycle they came back in the in the next buying cycle so there are these KPIs which are related to the customer behavior but also there are KPIs which are related to the qualitative part of the relationship with the, the customers which are like NPS for instance uh, net promoter score i'm a big fan of the NPS if that NPS is not only an average so you need to 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 understand 
what are the chances for your customers to promote you further, but you need to segment the NPS so that you can make it actionable because the uh, we all know the, the, the trap of uh, measuring average uh, averages, right? So if we look at the averages, at this moment, the average temperature across the globe is uh, 20 degrees, but that doesn't say anything about what's the temperature in Australia or in uh, uh, Morocco or in Cyprus, right? Because, and so you need to look to segment the NPS. What is the NPS for the best customers or for the newly acquired customers? Are we doing the, the, a good job over there? And what is the Delta NPS, which is NPS pre-delivery and post-delivery. And that shows the expectations gap because when customers are buying, they are buying the marketing of the products. So they are not buying the product itself. And if you disappoint them, there's no point on acquiring other customers that will be disappointed. And many companies are doing exactly this mistake over and over and over again. And now with the ROAS going down, Many companies are waking up to this reality that they need to focus on measuring customer satisfaction rates, NPS, and customer lifetime value because they simply can't afford to lose money on uh, uh, on ads. Makes total sense. I think everyone knows that it is much more expensive to acquire a new customer than to sort of nurture a customer that you already have. And I think a couple of things that you mentioned there quite interesting is that it is not just a general figure that you're looking at. There is a lot of moving parts in your business and they all contribute to increase the customer lifetime value to increase the, the retention. And I think the good part there, what you said is that it's on a local basis. So where is the customer? Where is he in the stage? of his customer life cycle. I reckon also comes in the age group, what kind of customer avatar comes in there, what product have they bought specifically for, for bigger um, stores that have a lot of SKUs, that have a lot of um, different items. Um, the customer lifetime value might be very different depending on what they bought in the first place. Now, with all these data points that you have, where, you, where do you come in with your solution to help finding mm. the right angle? Yeah, so the, to give you the backstory, uh, we've started as a CRO platform. So we've helped companies to improve conversion rate by doing A-B testing, web personalization, and surveys. At some point, we've reached a flat face with one of our biggest customers, and they were actually not getting any kind of value. But we realized, hey, what we are doing here is we are tweaking the website and we are doing all these A-B tests. But at some point, what is the relationship between the company and the customers. And that was our aha moment when we've got deep into their data and we realized that, hey, they, we, they, this customer, the, this company had something like 450,000 customers, which were in different states. So we've applied uh, a methodology called the RFM, recency, frequency, and monetary value. So we've segmented the customers into different clusters and we realized that there are the best customers, which are the super consumers or the soulmates, as we call them. They have the highest recency, the highest frequency and the highest monetary value. And they, they should be nurtured and they should be the ones that uh, are used to build lookalike audiences on them because these are the best customers to acquire, right? And then we realized that the company had also ex-lovers, like 60,000 of the customers were inactive and they used to be uh, lovers, but something happened. So we realized that, hey, th this is a huge opportunity. So we've worked together with that company and we've managed to improve the customer retention rate by 30% in only six months from doing this customer research. So mainly we've built a solution that's now automatically builds 
the RFM segments and then informs various engagement uh, uh, tools with these RFM segments. For instance, it's informing Gorgias or Helpdesk solutions that, hey, you have a pissed off customer, which is also a soulmate. So you should do something about it. Instead of being reactive, you are proactive. Then uh, another thing that the, com- the, the platform does, it's exposing the reality so you can monitor what matters, how many customers are in this state at this moment, the cohort analysis. So it's giving clarity about what matters. And it's also informing other engagement uh, platforms like the email with the integration with Clavio, like the ads with the integration with Facebook, the website with the uh, integration with our existing website personalization platform. So now we've built an omni-channel solution that is also providing the, the reality about the relationship between the company and the customers and also empowers them to engage those customers differently according to the type of relation that the customer has with that e-commerce company. Your company name just become much, much clearer to me, Omniconverted, <laughs> and it makes total yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. So so basically, your, your system works in the back end as a API that syncs the data, the results, yeah. what your system calculates into different marketing channels. That can be yeah. Facebook ads, that can be Clayview for email marketing automation. And then basically from there pushes different campaigns that are probably then um, set up manually with the right content to yeah. the person in the right moment of their user journey. Is, yes. is that a summary that sort of pinpoints? Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense, Klaus. The, the difference is that the beauty of this approach is that customers are, as time goes by and as they behave differently, they change their status. And mainly if you define evergreen campaigns, like if the brand thinks, hey, what should I do after, let's say, 60 days, when our purchase cycle is 45 days to this type of customers. And as they craft these evergreen campaigns to actually build this type of scenarios, like across different channels, then that's all they should be doing. They need then just to optimize these type of campaigns to make sense for those type of customers and to look at the transitions between the RFM segments. So once you set the RFM segments and once you do the, the campaigns, it's, it's a matter of fine-tuning the campaigns. You don't need to go manually over and over again. And that saves a lot of time for the marketeers and also delivers a, a way better results if you look at the, the leverage of this type of evergreen campaigns throughout the time. Yeah, no, I, I see absolutely the advantages there. I mean, Clavio came out, I think last year it was, with like a predictive analysis when somebody is coming back creating a segment. Yeah. I think your system goes far ahead of that and just has a much more data power than what is coming from, from Clavio. I'm not dissing Clavio here. I'm a Clavio partner. I love Clavio. Don't get me wrong, but I, don't, I see a lot of yeah. potential there. Now, when it comes to um, reporting, I mean, obviously the, the API does things automatically for the entrepreneur or for the business owner, for the marketeer. It's obviously important to get reports to really have it sort of black and white. Does your system um, support this as well? Yeah, of course. This is uh, this is deliver. Imagine that that you instantly gain clarity about what happened. We have many customers right now that are saying that I've learned in the last one hour more than I've learned in the last year about my customers because they they suddenly can see, like in Google Analytics, the transitions between the segments. They they realize that. For instance, 2% of their customers are generating 35% of their margin and they, they treat everyone the same. So it's crazy what kind of aha moments you are getting when 
you are uh, running this type of RFM analysis. Yeah, it's it's the the eighty twenty rule and the misconception of a lot of businesses about who their customer is. Um, something I'm dealing every day with is like asking who's your perfect customer, and then you get a very general description. It's twenty five to thirty four. Unfortunately, Facebook uh, messed it up for all of us <laughs> because yeah. with their general overview there. Now, if somebody wants to work with you, or um, what would be the approach? How big needs a business to be to work with you so that it makes sense? What's the timeline? Give me a bit of a background mm -hmm. here. Yes. Yeah, so at this moment, we are uh, working, uh, we are providing the, the solution to any type of uh, customer, big and small. Uh, however, it makes sense to run RFM analysis and to make it actionable after you, you reach something like 20,000 customers, because the, the clusters will be there and it will start to make sense to, and to, to come up with campaigns that are actually effective. What we are doing right now is that we are training other agencies towards the methodology of the customer value optimization. So mainly uh, we, we are working already with a few agencies to train them into this methodology. We have an uh, academy around customer lifetime value optimization with uh, eight instructors, which are uh, great in their uh, areas of activities. Like we have a Harvard Business School professor, we have uh, authors, we have Val Geisler from Clavio, we have Dennis Yu from Facebook Ads. So mainly we've built this uh, whole uh, training program to, to help brands and agencies to, to get trained because my prediction is that the specialized agencies are not going to make it in the future. So we are getting back to the full service agency uh, approach or to this uh, type of conglomerate approach where in order to help a brand, you need to understand all the other components. You can't work in silos anymore. Okay, makes total sense. Now, your system, I saw that, um, integrates seamlessly into Shopify. There's a Shopify app, is that right? Yeah, it's on the Shopify app and also it's now uh, integrated with Magento 2 and with uh, Vitex. And also can uh, we are working with a few enterprise companies which have their own custom solutions. So we also have the capacity to, to, to integrate with any type of uh, e-commerce platform. It's just that it requires uh, two, three days of work to build the, the connections, but we have this uh, API ready. Okay, Valentin, give me an idea or a golden nugget of what would you recommend to someone who is coming new to the topic? Completely fresh, has an open mind, but no idea. What would you give them as, as a best advice to start with? Yeah, the, the best advice would be to, to find the financial impact of the customer retention rate in their business. Because once you see the numbers and once you realize how painful it is, you will act. If you don't, if it doesn't hurt you, you'll you'll think that customer retention is a nice to think, nice to have thing, but it's not. Uh, actually, it's mandatory to improve purchase frequency and customer lifetime value. The sooner, the better. Because if you if you have a a model which is making sense for your customers, then you can scale it with the PPC. PPC is actually a game which is not that hard. What is hard though is to 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 complete the whole life cycle of the of the customer. So once you understand what is the financial impact of losing the customers that you're currently losing, then you will uh, you will act. And uh, I got this from multiple conversations with the brands when they've said that it was the first time when I realized that the second purchase is the most uh, important, but 100% of our uh, actions are towards the first purchase. Okay, cool. Where can people find more about you, your company, your app? 
so you can find our app on the Shopify marketplace. It's called Reveal. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm uh, a big fan of LinkedIn. I'm posting a lot over there. If you want to get more in, into this uh, CVO, you, we also have a free course available on academy.omniconvert.com. We also have the full course over there and you can subscribe to our newsletter. I'm, it, be, besides running a company of 50 people, I, I, I'm so stubborn that every first day I'm writing uh, the newsletter personally to to blast our uh, to to send to our audience. Okay, talking about LinkedIn, I found a quote from you that you posted about a few days ago, saying, "The faster you learn, the more you grow." And I only can hundred percent agree to that one. Thank you, Valentin, for your time. It was great to talk to you, and I hope a lot of people will jump on your platform and get more customer lifetime while you are out of it and and grow their business with that. Thanks so much. Thank you, Klaus, and thanks everyone for listening. Hey, Klaus here. If you're a Shopify store owner and you're feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and not sure what to do next to grow your business, you struggle to convert traffic into sales or turn website visitors into buyers, and you want to like have direct access to a mentor who can assist you with your store, strategy, offer, marketing, sales, and anything else you need, then I would like to invite you to apply for my Get Conversions program, where I show you how to remove the guest work out of growing your Shopify business and create clarity to optimize your business for maximal growth and profit. It's an application-only program. To apply, go to my website, klauslauter.com, to learn more. And finally, please do not forget to subscribe, like, and comment. And I would be grateful if you would leave a quick, honest rating and review over at Apple iTunes. It's a huge help and allows me to reach more people with the podcast. Thanks in advance and until next time at the e-commerce coffee break.